Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another scintillating edition of the Defend the House podcast. Uh, it uh, is I, your main host, Ben, joined by my two subordinates, my two B-cast members, Joe and Jameson. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, we usually just go through what we've been playing lately. We'll discuss gaming news. And what uh, photos are in our phone's library? Yeah, we've been we've been sharing our uh, phone uh, phone galleries, just some just some shocking images. Some really. real winners in there. Yeah, a lot some winners, some losers, uh, some just terrifying images. Uh, Joe, never forget the one kilo bag of jujubes I bought. I just came across that picture. Ooh. That was a those that was a dark week. <laughs> well, it was more like three days. Because let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It was like oh. a good fifteen minutes, but then probably like a very, very <laughs> a really difficult, bad three days. Yeah, <laughs> very difficult three days. That's the thing. When I went to America, they just not to generalize for the whole of NA, but they commit oh. to these massive oh, yeah. bags of candy. Yeah, it's like okay. I just want just want a little taster. I've got a little I sweet tooth. I'm still tea. shocked. Whenever I'm in the U.S. and I've been to a movie theater and get like a medium popcorn or something, it's like the size of a triple extra large up here. Like it's oh baby, that sounds good. It's yeah, I could go for I could go for some. I do like popcorn, yeah. I have yeah. gone to the movie theater just to buy the popcorn, and then I've walked out. <laughs> really? Was, oh, yeah. Jesus, Murphy. <laughs> the concessions are right there. I've walked in. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get the number one combo, please. Yeah, I'll take the little specialty cup as well. Thank you. Bye-bye-bye. And then just, <laughs> Enjoy your show. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, goodbye. Oh, no. No tickets for me. I got... <laughs> I got my, my my cinematic experience. Some places you can't room. even get into the concession without a ticket. Yeah, though. and that's most places that, that I've been to. That actually. sounds insane. That's like. But it, you are in the lawless eastern wastelands. <laughs> very Canada, true. So. Yeah, we are very uh, wild, wild western style about our uh, yeah uh, about our cinema candy. There's not really been um, anything that's happened since we did our five and a half hours of podcasting last month. Yeah, yeah. not really um, even any BR news. Oh no! New battle royales. No. Well, the culling. Thank God. No lawsuits. Cu- no nothing. The culling did its thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Fortnite is still going. Unfortunately, they haven't canceled it yet. I don't know why, but yeah. they still keep putting money into that dying game. It's uh, dead. It's dying. I, I fully stand behind the culling two being a really big PR stunt to bring people back to the culling one. It looked like pi- it looked like piss you're and probably shit. Probably right. It's yeah. just too. Uh, too generic and disgraceful for them to have any reason to put it out. Yeah, I think you underestimate the powers of optimism, cash grab. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's, char- that's all. charge for that, as well. That's all Fortnite BR was. Like was a pseudo it's cash true. grab, and then yes, true. it fucking worked. So but, was Radical Heights. Rip. Uh, ri- oh, Are the servers beans. still up for that? I'm honestly surprised yeah, you, that they haven't been shut down. Can you play if it? It's, if I can I play so, it, yeah. I'm playing it after this shit. Because um, oh, I miss that game. No, sorry, not. Whoa, I meant. Whoa, whoa. I didn't mean. Yeah, shit. there are 16 people playing Radical Heights right now. Oh. I just mean the servers are still online. Uh, you know, it's because there's 16 livers. The rest you can fill bots. There were there were bots in that <laughs> oh, game. Oh, that's true, sure. right? Was there? Oh. Absolutely made me feel good. Um, uh. Realm Royale. No. Oh yeah. Don't want to hear about it. Is a thing. And then, I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't play. No Man's Sky well. got a BR update yesterday. That was surprising. No Man's Sky BR, uh, yeah. a thousand planets drop onto a galaxy. Into a galaxy, yeah. And the yeah. gun, the planets have guns. And yeah. the planets it's like have the end guns. of Dead Space Three. Yep. And so, 
and then last planet standing, then a hundred people drop on that planet, and mm. then it's yeah, BRs inside of BRs. Yep, and mm. then it's, I, love I it. kind of like the idea of that. I'm not gonna lie. Gun yeah. planets, and then people with guns on the last planet. Yeah, I like it. And if you win both, if you're the planet and the final standing, you yeah. unlock the secret of the universe. If huh. no, if no, it's Peter Molyneux. If he's in, he's in the center. If <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh cube, oh, oh the yeah. cube, cube that was fucking so rule, dude. Cube. I loved that shit so yeah, hard. That was, was so bad. I played, oh yeah, God. I played way too much of it because it was just so comfy. I never actually played it. Satisfying. <laughs> I played a um, lot of it. Yeah. Um, that poor guy that won. Jesus. Yeah. I think there was like a recent one. interview about it. I think not too long yeah, ago, like within six nothing months. Nothing has come of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely nothing. Because they won't even like respond to him. Yeah. 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 Um. If No Man's Sky became like Eve Online Light, like I wish, yeah, that and I, you Eve know Online what? Online seems like the coolest game ever, but I'll never ever pool. play it. <laughs> nope, the pool is it's, it's too deep for me, boys. Yeah. Like Jesus, too much. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I should really buy. There's a couple of books that were like Kickstarter projects that are like a compendium of tales from Eve Online and I should really find those because pretty cool. yeah. stories of Eve Online like some of the big events that have happened are so amazing mm. but yeah I remember the one about them discovering an alien race for the first time that was interesting no no that was a uh, Elite Dangerous <clears throat> uh, still that's pretty cool that is that was really cool though okay <laughs> Joe's like okay wait what's which one's which <laughs> I have no idea Eve Online is by the crazy Icelandic people. Oh yeah, uh, and it's like all awesome. Excel spreadsheets and crazy role playing. Okay, yeah, and and potentially real life shenanigans as yeah. well. Like the one with his own people have cut each like, other's power to like infiltrate corporations in yeah. that universe. It's Badass. Just, yeah, I'd read about that. Even No Man's Sky had some fun stories with its pretty yeah. limited scope. Well, not yeah. you know, yeah. not scopes and you know, you know. Hopefully, fun. we get more like that now that they've actually added multiplayer. I saw yeah. a really interesting Kickstarter for like a D and D light, which was very very simplified Dungeons and Dragons, which I considered backing. <laughs> and then I don't know. I think I just exited the tab and forgot about it until right now, and that was a few weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. Do, that's the that right way to handle Whoops. Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes out and is good, and they haven't run away with your money, then you go like, oh okay, I'll buy this and play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kickstarter yeah, too spooky. Yeah, I don't trust anything on there. I did back. I backed it. Yeah. Fucking cup. I backed a smart cup on there what? a while ago. It was like you could. Buy, it was called Vessel. Oh it, yeah, I know Vessel. It tracked your uh, caloric intake. It mm-hmm. told you what what beverage was inside the cup and like broke it down the nutritional information. It, it like, reminded you to drink water weird. and yeah. all this. And uh, yeah, that shit is that never happened. What? I swear it did. Yeah, Vessel was acquired by Horizon in October 2016 and closed two days later. I swear the Smart Cup in general exists, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah. The only Kickstarter things I backed, I backed a a wallet and its predecessor, which is meant for just plastic cards only. So Mm. it's like ultra thin. Yeah. And I still have that, and it was good. Mm. Um, I backed the recent Mist 100 and... Or missed oh, yeah. a 25th anniversary thing, which made like $4 million or something. It was super successful just because I, I have faith in them. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe, did you back this as well? I'm not sure if you did, but the uh, System Shock oh, remake. I, I did think you back I, that thing? I 
think I forgot to do that. Okay, well, I backed it, and yeah. that's been quite a journey. I mean, it was only like 20 bucks, so I don't really care. Did they not but... make it back? They didn't make it, did they? They didn't make well, the money. Well, so the demo came out like three years ago. Yeah. And they were like, this is what it's going to be like. It's just going to be a, you know, we're just going to basically remake the visuals and update the controls of System Shock. And it was it's like, good great, demo. that's all it needs to, yeah, it is. <clears throat> and that's all it needed to be. And then for like the next two or three years, they were like just getting increasingly more complicated and like they were making a different game. Like they were going to make it more open world and they were like redoing every single aspect of the game. And then like three or four months ago, they were like, yeah, we're going to take a break from this and get back to y'all. And uh, and I was like, fucking excuse me? <laughs> like they basically just put the thing on hold and then like two months later came back and we're like all right we've uh, reconvened and we're back working on the project and we're just going to keep it simple like we originally promised four years ago so that's yeah. been the journey that that was similar with that allison road like the oh, reincarnation yeah. oh of yeah, yeah, PT. Yeah, yeah i think a lot of people just they get a lot of press and they don't know how to handle it and they get carried away and they're like amateurs yes. which is fair enough everyone starts somewhere and they Bad just project management it's almost yeah. like yeah they get so excited about like like the, oh the we money ha- we are the- yeah we we have we have success because our trailer went viral it's like mm-hmm. we, okay and that's it and our concept done. went viral and we haven't made yeah. it yet yeah. yeah yeah it's unfortunate but there have been some good Kickstarter games like FTL and <laughs> watch this transition boys hang on to your butts Uh-oh. this predecessor which I don't know if it was a Kickstarter into the breach which, you've which been I playing. have recently played Ex- <laughs> tremendous wow. <laughs> Wow! Thank you, thank you, thank I, you. I, God, I, I, preparing I gonna, for that for twenty five minutes. I was gonna do a cold open into the game, into what we've been playing, but you just fucking you just walked you that dog. dog. You walked you walked that dog across the street, didn't you? Yeah. Whew. Was I don't know if it was. I'm just checking if it was a Kickstarter. It was not. Okay, no, that makes sense because FTL was FTL uh, sold successful. F- yeah, FTL sold like yeah. hotcake. I have FTL. Like, yeah, like, I still have too. never played it, but I've had FTL in my Steam library it's, for like <laughs> four straight years. You know what, boys? I'll say it. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm I've it. heard okay. that. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's not bad. I've heard it's also hard as hell. Hard as which, hell. Uh, yeah, after level three, I'm like, pissed. There's a fire everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh, so, Into the Breach, uh, similar, uh, I would say, which looks, is sort of unfortunate. It it's, looks um, fun. I'm excited to hear you talk about it right now. It's cool. Uh... Uh, well, now I'm sad. I had, I had a little look on Twitch. I didn't really understand the layout. It looked like a like a chessboard type thing. It is more like a chess game, actually. Mm. That's a good comparison. It's um, like yeah. Initially, it sort of looks like a turn-based strategy with you know lots of RNG stuff. But um, it's turn-based strategy where you it's very clear what's going to happen every turn. There's no RNG whatsoever. So if you you know, click your unit and you're like, let's attack this unit. It's going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be like, it's going to do this much damage and the knock is back is going to push the, the enemy unit back one row and that's going to cause one extra damage and it might affect, you know, a building beside them or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's more like a puzzle game where you're like, just just trying to figure out the right way to move through the whole thing. Unlike an XCOM where it's like, 99% chance to hit and it missed. Yeah. And now you're fucked and you no, have to sort no of RNG. scramble to figure it out. Yeah, there's no RNG whatsoever. Um and you can like restart your turn if you need to. You can do that once per level. You can undo your move to an extent. Um so it's it's really about like finding the right way through it. Um 
and it's a rogue light as well. Light, uh, which so is there's progression. Yeah, sort of. Um, okay. There's like a, a when you fail a mission or a run. Let's say when you fail a run, you can pick one of your pilots. So there's like a pilot for each of the mechs that you use in combat, and the pilots can level up and get slightly Ooh, better abilities. Interesting. And you, yeah, when you fail a run, you can choose one of your pilots to Ooh. warp into another timeline because this is all like different timelines and like rerunning the same timeline over I'm, and over I'm just going to say now, I am going mm. next when it comes to saying what we've been playing because this sounds quite similar in format to something yes, I've been playing. Yeah, mm. yeah, I have it basically in the same order as well, Joe. Um, mm. Which is, good job, good job. The transition game, going to go well this podcast. I Woo! can feel it. Um, and yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's a, It's one of those games, it's sort of like Divinity Original Sin 2 where uh, the normal difficulty is too hard. And the easy difficulty is too easy. Mm. Um, I, I was. That. There are four islands, and each island has like f- six missions on it or so. Um, and I was never able to get off of the first island on normal, but I completed the game. I did like three full completions of the game on easy. Mm. Uh, so I think the balance of easy versus normal was out of whack, and I only ended up playing like five hours of it. And I. It, not because I didn't have a good time with it. I enjoyed it, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I tried it on normal, failed, tried it on easy, failed once, and then tried it again and beat it. And I was like, well, that was fun. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I don't really know why I would like replay, you know, play this a ton of times because there's a lot of, seems like there's a lot of potential for different builds because you unlock more mechs. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you play, that's also one of the progression things which is permanent and so there's you know probably like 30 different types of units you can use so lots of different combinations um and i can see why people would get into it but i was just yeah i played it played about five hours in like two days and was like well that was fun i'm good and just sort of moved on uh so yeah it was like it was a steam sale steam sale purchase so um yeah i'll eventually give both uh, that and fto a go it's on my list yeah Mm. it was cheap so I and you know for for whatever it was four or five dollars for five hours I I enjoyed it and I, I I it was enough to understand why people were so excited by it and really like it a lot but it wasn't it just didn't really click for me I I have had so few rogue lights click with me anyway so I wasn't terribly surprised mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it was it was all right it was fine it was neat cool yeah. I, I will definitely. I still, <laughs> one day, will check out FTL. Uh, yeah, on, it'll too. be the same time that I play through all of Psychonauts. That that'll, <laughs> yeah, one day, mm-hmm. maybe when I, maybe when I'm dead. Yes, and on my deathbed, I'll be like, bring me FTL. I need to know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to transition again, back to the good transitions. Joe, you and I have both played. The Prey Moon Crash DLC. Oh, that was not what I was going to transition into. What the into. fuck, dude? Wow. <laughs> no, it was not. Total miscue. Oh, you were going to transfer to the other game. The uh... I was going to transition to Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Okay, okay. You t- you do Slay the Spire, and then we'll, you, then you toss it back to me for Prey, and then we both talk about Prey. You see? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go, go. Go, go. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Okay. Well, Slay the Spire <laughs> is, I think, kind of similar in format to some of the things you mentioned um it is if people haven't seen a, is this a new game by the way yeah uh, 
15th November, and it's early access, so it's not even technically oh, okay. out yet. Okay. Hmm. But it is a card-based dungeon-crawling battle game. Right. <laughs> um, it's similar just, to, I to just, games I like... Ju I just yawned hearing you say that. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. It's similar to games good. like... I don't think you ever tried stuff like Hearthstone. Um, yeah. You have? Oh, yeah. I played like... I probably played like six hours of Hearthstone. Okay. Well, the magic of those games comes down to unexpected interactions with mm. cards and exciting results. And I think Slay the Spire does a really good job of that. It's a rogue light game. Uh, every single round is different. There are uh, different pathways up to the boss. You get to choose which direction you want to go in. And every battle is, is a very casual playing game, which I like. I fell out of Hearthstone because... In Hearthstone, you have to like keep your mind on your entire deck and know when to use specific cards, and you have to know the enemies and the classes. And in Slay the Spire, it's all the enemies do is attack or defend. They don't actually play their own cards. You're the only person with cards. Mm -hmm. And your deck's pretty small, and it cycles through at a really fast rate. So every time you don't play a card, it goes straight into the discard pile and then comes back around. So you never have to worry about saving cards, except for like very specific powerful cards. And it's just nice to play a card game on a turn-by-turn -turn basis, if that makes sense. I don't have to think about this grand scale of a battle. I just get given a, a hand of cards and like, what's the best thing I can do in this scenario? Uh, which has a nice casual effect to it. And it's got the rogue light randomness of different power-ups and artifacts and different cards and decks. But the thing which made me like it is I don't really like the rogue-like genre. Yeah. I don't really find it fun to play the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the a lot of the times the only thing that you're improving in like Binding of Isaac is your knowledge. and You're, you're carrying that forward. But in Slay the Spire, you have different characters, and they level up. And when you level up, you just unlock better cards. So the more you play, the better your odds are of eventually getting to the end and beating it. And I think I'm like 13 hours into the game, and I've got to the last boss twice. But every time I do a run, which is really casual, it's a good podcast game. There isn't any story or dialogue, you just read text. Uh, yeah. I'm closer to unlocking better cards, which eventually will just kind of carry me to the end and I think once I've beaten the game I'm, I'm done hmm. yeah and now we can tra transition into Prey because it's been a really weird month for me the roguelite and like genre is something that I just haven't liked I haven't liked at all and I played Slay the Spire first and just that simple element of some progression like every time I play I'm actually retaining XP and getting better cards, which is fun, because if you play a card game, you want to see new cards, and they're more powerful every time, so uh, as I play, I'm, I'm just getting better. Um, just, just to summarize Slay the Spire, good game, but I don't think the art style is for some people. It's, it's very early graphical looking, if that makes sense, like a sketchbook that hasn't been stylized or finished. I'm not sure if that makes yeah. sense, but if you look at it, you mm. might know what I mean. But it's a good it's game. It's a little, yeah. But it was kind of the beginning of my roguelite journey this month to discover like actually if you do the genre right there is a way to balance it i think for all types of players because yes. i i think there's been some isolation in the genre it's been for like people who want to play one game for like a hundred hours and 
The Prey Mooncrush DLC might be the best balanced roguelite formula that I've ever seen in the genre. And I haven't exactly diving deep into the genre, but I, I keep my yeah. eyes on the, the things coming out, but I will transition over to Jameson because he has played a bit more of Mooncrash than me, but I'm just going to say the format of Mooncrash was the thing this month which made me believe in a future where I like the genre much more than I have mm. in the past. I think it helps that it's not a 2D action platformer as well, yeah. uh, which I, I associate with 99% of all roguelites, yeah. <laughs> or roguelikes, or rogue whatever. Yeah, very fair. Uh, they all just sort of look the same to me, like Dead Cells, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it's a very fine game, but like I look at it and I'm like, that's the indie game of the last seven years, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's because I've always uh, seen it as a genre for smaller dev teams who want to make games yes. that last for a longer time. Yeah, which... Is somewhat is kind of what how Mooncrash came to be, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it's Prey was not a success, and I'm sure that the team that made Mooncrash was small, and uh, it was done to sort of tap into the games as service thing, which everyone at Bethesda wants to start doing now because their single player games don't make any money. Rest in peace. Um, and yeah, as we talked about uh, at E3, that that announcement was um, <laughs> let's say maybe a little off-putting initially. Uh, yeah. Because they were like, it's going to be DLC on the moon. And then they're like, and it's a roguelite. And I, and that just sounded awful um, because combat and systems, I don't know, maybe it's not the main appeal for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, turns out uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually really, really, really good, uh, which was very pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I'm going to say something. I like it more than the base game. By I can I by can quite see, a lot. I can see that. I can see that. The what's interesting about it so it's it's very friendly um, mm -hmm. and forgiving, which is nice. Um, you really don't ever lose pro like there's really no loss of progress. You're always moving forward. Yes. So there's five playable characters. You start with two unlocked, and you can unlock the other three by finding their corpse in the in the environment or completing a little objective i think it's just you have to find them though um and each of those characters have their own set skill tree it's sort of like the skill tree from the base game chopped up so there's like an engineer who can repair things and there's a hacker lady and there's a um alien lady with all the alien mods and um you find you know you play the loop of prey which is exploring the environment finding materials crafting stuff and putting ability points in and all of those stay no matter what whenever you die it doesn't really matter as soon as you've unlocked a, a skill tree point it's there forever um there are tons of objectives you can complete and there are special story objectives that you can unlock by by basically escaping you're in a it's a so the whole thing is in a simulation because prey is all about simulations and um so you, you're playing as a... It's actually a horrible, horrifying setup. You're playing as a corporate prisoner. You're a prisoner for a corporation who is basically in, in indentured servitude working for the corporation running computer simulations of this event. And uh, the way you play out your prison sentence is by doing basically testing for the corporation. Not unlike the prisoners in Ready Player One. Oh. Joe, if you remember. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Um, 
and yeah, you have this really big environment. Um, it took me the first like six hours. I played about 12 hours of the DLC to pretty much 100% it. And um, the first six hours is like just sort of me playing Prey, uh, but with different characters. Because once you escape the simulation, you move to another character. And you, th I spent, yeah, probably six hours just crawling through the, the environments, um, which was surprising because I did not think it would be a huge playable area. But the... They're sort of it's sort of sectioned off into four areas and they're all huge, and um, and that was cool. And then the second half of that DLC is where you sort of start to go through the checklist, or it's where I started to go through the checklist and and be like, okay, I got to do this and complete that with this character. And that was when it really got interesting mechanically because um, Prey has lots of really good designed design elements. Uh, it's probably why I liked Prey the most. It was because it's this amazing environment with a ton of different ways to move through it and the roguelite stuff in this by limiting the skill tree it limits your abilities on each of the characters so you have to sort of play in different play styles for every character yeah mm -hmm. um and that was really cool because it really helped to put a spotlight on the really amazing systems designs in prey where it's like yeah this character needs to i need to play her stealthy or like I'm out of materials, I can't heal, like I can't engage in a fight here, so I have to be really sneaky, or this one can hack things, or this one can, you know, use her mind ability to just electrify the fences and get through the barriers, and um, it was really, it's a really good showcase for the, for why Prey is so cool from an environmental and systemic design perspective. Uh, it really, that was what I ended up enjoying the most about it. It feels like the first format that has really kind of shown the strengths of the immersive sim genre. Yes. Because yeah. one of my problems with Prey is I didn't really feel like the game was pushing me to use the systems, which is yeah. not necessarily a complaint because the systems are there, and if you want to be creative, it's open for you to do that. But mm, in the original yeah. Prey, I the, the shotgun just gets so out of control powerful that <laughs> yeah, I found yeah. it hard to pull myself away from just blowing the shit out of everything. Yeah. But, yeah. but in I'm like six hours into Moon Crash, and I still haven't even found the what do you call it, the blueprint schematic for the shotgun. So only oh, one wow. of my characters has a shotgun, and a lot of wow, times geez. I start with not really a lot. And yeah. So Ben, there's like the different characters have. Uh basically no loadout and you can find blueprints during your runs and then you can basically buy those what those items with points that you earn at the beginning of a run so you mm -hmm. like pick your character and you're like all right i'm gonna i have the shotgun blueprint i'm gonna pay for that and okay. i'm gonna pay for some neuro mods and you, so that's how you yeah but if you don't have the blue part of the main yeah if you don't have yeah, a blueprint you, don't you have cannot blueprint, have it you, you gotta yeah. find that first cool and yeah. for the first time since playing prey i've actually had to use my my mind and the tools I have. And mm. sometimes there'll be a variable in your run where the power is off in a certain area, which is highly frustrating. But if you've got a glue oh, God, gun... Yeah. It's brutal. If you've got a glue gun, then you can finally start to slowly and painfully climb up some of the places. <laughs> and I never yep. really had to do that in the base game of Prey. I definitely yeah. used it for a couple of sections, but... This has been the only time where I feel like I've triumphed with the tools the game has given me. And it's, it's because it really forces you down a much stricter inventory. You don't really have mm -hmm. a lot of tools. Sometimes there's been a couple of runs where I haven't even had weapons. 
just because I run out of ammo very quickly. I've underestimated what I was supposed to bring in. There was one time where I forgot to bring in a wrench, and I was like, I ran a pistol oh, ammo, and like, without the wrench, you're really in Ooh. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they've it's done a really... It's funny hearing these things, because it's like completely different from my experience playing it. Don't, like, don't the problems you ran into are different from mine, That's, which is good. That's they've just done want. a really fun problem-solving <laughs> approach. You, yeah. you get very yeah. vague instructions about what to do, and it's just up to you to explore mm -hmm. if you want to, because the simulation gets more difficult the more you linger around which I think mm -hmm. is a clever mechanic. And every time you go in, you get to choose an objective. Because there's, there's story objectives, there's unlocking the characters, which actually takes a couple of hours. And then there's like the mm -hmm. ultimate objective of figuring out how to get all five of them out in one single run. Wow, and there's yeah. just a lot of learning and experimentation and uses of systems, which I think, my, I think is my favorite use of the immersive sim genre so far, to the point where I'm like, man, maybe the genre would have done better from the beginning if they figured this format out. And instead of doing, like, um, not not Deus Ex, um, Dishonored-type single-player stuff, if they'd just done these type of scenarios, because I think I think it's better. Well, what's interesting about it is, like, we talked about it a lot last year, you know, with uh, Dishonored Prey and Breath of the Wild, where it was, like, you know, the thing we said the most last year was, they need to find a way to like encourage the lame people like us to, <laughs> yeah, you know, who play, don't play have a like play the yeah, exactly, and pray for whatever reason the base game, it brought that out in me and I, or I brought it out of the game, whatever. But like those other games, yeah, it was like all right, like there's all these cool things in the in the game, but like mm -hmm. why should I engage with them? Yeah, and we, yeah Moon Crash been... is definitely the best solution at or the best answer so far to being like. Hey, we've sort of designed this for you to see all of the cool system stuff. Man, uh, yeah, that 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 is some really great. You can tell the devs probably took a great level of reflection. Yeah, and probably looked at like this. They, they probably, I would imagine, have some form of data upload. Like they probably saw the amount of people that weren't using X skill. Yeah, they were just like shotgunning or, their way through. Yeah, yeah. And so they're probably they. Man, that's some really intelligent just problem solving well not problem solving it, it but really direction. does feel it is problem solving I think yeah, it does yeah. feel intelligent when you play it it feels really clever and it's a format yeah. I have never seen before yes. the thing about Arcane is that they're like kind of god tier in terms of systems and world design yeah, and yeah. and you know so a lot of people that have been long time long term fans of that genre love their games because it's just like a free sandbox and you know those people are creative and good at, at doing those things you know and discovering the systems and all the world interactions but yeah moon crash is definitely it's super smart in that it's like all right here's something that like it lets the casual people see all of our brilliance but it also like checks off the boxes for you know dlc and games of service and longevity um in a way that feels respectful to like the genre mm. they did a great job of making loot uh looting just way more exciting than it was in the original yeah. prey because of well, the variables. Loot now, yeah. yeah, so you, can, you can find loot. like legendary <laughs> shotguns, and if yeah, you find exotic shotguns are amazing, and if you find a blueprint that changes every run in the future, so there's a lot of exciting yeah. moments. And recycling is more important because you can craft something that slows down the, I guess you want to call it the danger meter, no, the corruption meter, corruption, which yeah, makes yeah. things get more difficult. You can craft a, a time stop thing or just drains the meter, so everything becomes way more valuable and looting becomes more exciting and you, you gotta yeah. love looting man oh yeah 
Especially, yeah, like I said, the tiering of the loot where it's like, I've got this gold shotgun now, gold tier shotgun that has like, some of them have um, actually really interesting modifiers on mm. them too, which are RNG. Like one of them has like this weird thing on the side that's pulsating and it does oh, I, like... Yeah, I've seen that one. 25% like fire damage mm. to every enemy you shoot, you know, and, and those are all random as well. And uh, yeah, it, it's really very impressive um, mm-hmm. just how good all, all that is. And that update also added a free update to Prey where it added in, um, like it took the sort of survival stuff from Moon Crash, like the in- yeah. injuries and... I will say I don't really sort of like that stuff. Because if you mm. don't happen to randomly find the the stuff to fix you, your character's yeah. affliction, like if you get a fractured bone, you're just you can't run and you're limping. And I think it yeah, d- you're d- hobbling around until you find a, a thing to heal you. Yeah, and I just I don't really think it's very fun. Also, I don't really like the moon shark either. I don't <laughs> no, think they've done a very good job with the moon shark no. and with the nightmare. I just don't think they know how to. The AI is bad on that. Yeah, I just don't think they know how to handle, um, like big, scary, inti- intimidating monsters because you yeah. can just outrun the moon shark and the nightmare in the base game, like for the after. You just you... hide in a closet. <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't really add much because it's always fucking yeah. there as well. It's it's not like RNG. It's like. It's always there. It's, yeah, it's, it's always there. It's always there. It's just a it's a giant um, alien that lives under the sand, and when you walk on the sand, it comes out and fights you. And, uh, oh, right. Yeah. I think I've seen those. And in, in, the bra- in the base game, the Nightmare is like this gigantic Typhon alien that will show up randomly, usually triggered by like you. you I think a lot of it has to do with how many like neuromods you have installed. Yeah. And it and the first couple of times you encounter it, it's it, it's like fucking spooky. I remember Joey messaging me, like screaming, yeah. like hmm. this thing is horrifying. Freak me but out. then you learn that you just you it, it uh, it's on a two minute timer and it just disappears after two minutes and you just walk into a room and lock the door behind you because you can do that <laughs> with most of the doors and then you just stand yeah. there and watches it like sits out there looking at you. Yeah, there the AI for the big creatures is pretty bad in prey, but the. Uh, you know the mimics and the phantoms are always are still yeah. super good. I I, th- uh, I think the impressive thing about Moon Crash is his openness. Yeah, it's like I I think you're probably accurate, Jameson, with your finish time. I, I'm probably going to follow closely behind around like ten to twelve hours. Yeah, with incredibly loose instructions of how to uh, accomplish your goal. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of discovery. Discovery's fun in games. I think we've even talked about it on a previous podcast. You're just wandering around and then you'll discover a new way to escape. And then you'll see that it needs hacking. And then you get to plan future runs. And it's it's really clever. It's really yes, clever. It is. Yeah. We'd be excited to see what Dawson thinks of it as he's now just fresh to prey. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the base game. I wonder if he gets... I guess, did he get that bundle with the DLC? I, I'd, I would imagine he... Maybe whatever, yeah. but he's a guy who loves roguelites. So he's he's saying he sunk way too much time into binding, and he's singing oh, high yeah. praises for Dead Cells. So I'm yeah. interested to see how he how he likes uh, how he likes praise DLC. Yeah, it will be interesting because yeah. I think that's been like overall over this month playing Slay the Spire and Moon Crash. It's really kind of converted me towards mm-hmm. the rogue light genre i am still quite anti-rogue like i really feel like the gaming community we need to figure out two different terms they're just too mm-hmm. close yeah. i'm not really into the start over fresh when you die thing yeah. very fair like i would is this where yeah. i make this is where, is this where like I go? 
This is Raga. Like! Uh, I've been playing Enter the Gungeon. We did it, boys. Oh, okay. I was I was staying silent because I that was going right over my head. <laughs> uh, play, been play, uh, having a really great time with Enter the Gungeon. Uh, it was a game I always wanted to pick up and and play. Um, Joe says it's impossible. It's hard. It's impossibly it's, hard. It's, it's the hardest game he's ever played. He said that actually. Nah, it's fucking hard. Conf- confirm I, or deny, Ben? Man, I deny. Hard deny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't even like me dunking on Joe, which I'm just like so good at and usually doing. But yeah, I uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't find it that difficult. I, I. Wait, have you beat like, it? There's no way. Huh? Have you beat the game? No. Oh well, shut up then. i uh you get like you don't get a lot of life but i don't like i don't i wouldn't call a game hard like i would just i don't know if if it's difficult to beat the game then it's it's hard right i don't right hmm Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know that's a bigger question i don't find it difficult i don't know you've Racked my, my mm. noodle here. That, that's the definition of hard I'm using because I'm I'm a guy who likes to see the credits roll. The the general yeah. gameplay is not too bad because it's quite generous. You that you got iframes, you can like dive through projectiles. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just feel like compared to Binding of Isaac, where Binding of Isaac is not too bad to beat, at least the vanilla I game. Think, I think it's more. I think Binding of Isaac's more difficult than. Nah, Binding of Isaac. I've beaten Binding of Isaac in like a couple of hours. But okay. when I played Enter the Gungeon, the build, maybe it was quite a while ago, but it was very, very uh, strict on how many hearts it dropped. It was just unrelenting. Mm. You just could not take damage for like 45 minutes in that game. It was just, it was too brutal for me. Interesting. Unforgiving okay. is the word I would use for when I played it. I, uh, I love, like, I, I, I am someone who has no problem doing the same thing over and over again. Like hmm. I, I'm, I'm somebody who, who likes that about Binding of Isaac. I just don't necessarily like the way it plays. Yeah. Um, but I like Gungeon's play style. Yeah, plays good. Uh, quite well. It plays really smooth. The dodging's really well. I like the shooting. Um, I love the the weapon variety. I don't know. Just it's there's not a lot to say about it. It's just like it's a roguelite. You, you've bullet probably hell. seen it already. It's bullet. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, just bullet hell. It's it's a twin stick kind of as well mm-hmm. um which i really like twin sticks so it's it's really really good uh in that sense the music's really good yeah and, the uh, i'll be glad when they eventually do a co-op mode or if they do like a gun oh, with with some co-op that's that's kind of where i i'm looking forward to to where that goes but no, it's, it's fun. I, I don't really have much to say about it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying... Uh, it's a good mindless game. Like, I can put mm. YouTube on and, and play it, and it's not, like, very intense. But, uh, no, I'm having a great I'm having a great time. Yeah, it it makes me want to pick up Dead Cells. Like, it makes me want to pick up another roguelike. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, I don't. But then I probably shouldn't, because I got too much other shit on the go. I love uh, Gungeon's design. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. Is it, like, the visuals? Yeah. Some of the guns yeah. are just so dumb. And yeah. yeah, really good ideas for guns. I had a gun that would just had 999 bullets in the clip, <laughs> and it's, it's like I never had to reload it. The like usually there's it'll show the bullets that are in the gun on the screen, and they went above, outside the screen. Yeah, I once and found I, just, a, I found a gun once that shot out the word gun. 
that's hilarious. That's pretty good. So no, yeah, uh, I really like the the look of that game. I'll never play it because I know I won't like it. But yeah, uh, it's it's got good charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's good. Um, do we let's see, polished? Do we any... Speaking of great charm, Ooh, yes, boy, yes, do yes. I ever love those Mario Rabbids yeah. Donkey oh Kong DLC. Man, we're just like <laughs> line them up, knock them Ooh. down with these segues. Wow, wow, wow. So good. It it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's more Mario and Rabbids. Like, there's not really not much to say. Okay. Uh, it's the big Donkey Kong expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a set squad. You can't pick your squad. It's Donkey Kong. Rabbit Peach and Cranky Kong. Mm-hmm. No Mario, thank fuck, because he's a useless turd. Yes. Um, and that's that's a good squad. Like, you know, Rabbit Peach is good in the base game. She can heal. Yeah. Cranky Kong is a is sort of like uh, Mario Rabbit, where you can he's got like lots of close range, high DPS stuff, and he's hilarious because he's a cranky old rabbit mm. or rabid. Excuse me. <clears throat> Jesus, I call them rabbits. That's embarrassing. Um, and then you have Donkey Kong who. Uh, he can. The only special thing about Donkey Kong, he can uh, pick up your any characters, friendly or foe, and throw them around the map. And he can also like swing between tall pieces of cover or tall areas of the map. So he's got like super high mobility. He can pick up um, boys and throw them. He can also pick up cover and throw the cover. What? So you can. So you know those like explosive boxes as cover. He can pick those up and hurl them at enemies. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, because he's so big and strong, yeah. And um, but yeah, it's 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 like exactly the same as the main game. Like it's the you know there's a fight, the fight's fun, and then you do like sort of monotonous puzzle stuff in between the fights, and you go through the environment, and it all looks really pretty, and there's funny, weird, charming stuff all over it, and then you do another fight, and yeah, it's it's it's. I was ready to play more of that. I'm still sort of poking at it. I'll finish it. It's been probably like five hours or so uh it'll probably be like six or seven in total you know it was i I, it had been almost a year since i had played the base game so i was not burnt out on it even though when i finished the base game i was like all right i'm good for a long while with this game um because it is very sort of similar all throughout but um i was sort of hoping that they might have like improved on it a bit but it's only been like less than a year like it was like 10 months or whatever i still think that game should get a sequel because they could really take it and make it amazing mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, the worst part about it i think is just the the stuff in between the fights is just not interesting at all they're like these puzzles where you come across them and you're like okay i know what i have to do now i just have to execute it yes. and it's just like you yeah, you're like all right then. i have to move this box here and then that box there and then move this box back and then move that box back and then it can push this other box in and you're like yeah i know what to do i just don't feel like doing it because mm. it's just and it's and it's never worth it you get like oh you got some stars or you got like a collectible you know it's like you unlock a piece of concept art which is like i don't know oh, yeah, why would i do yeah. this puzzle you know uh like that's the part of the game that i wish they had maybe improved on a bit but they didn't they sort of just they just made more of it um but yeah <laughs> it's fine it's 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 solid it seems it's pretty extensive for for i don't know how much it is uh but it's it's extensive i think it's 25 bucks yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't pay for it, so mm. <gasps> thanks, Ubisoft. Cheeky bastard! I'm just looking it up. How much it is? I don't know. I can't uh, finding prices of Nintendo things. I find very difficult sometimes if you're not directly on the eShop. Absolutely. Anyways, um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that, that I love the look of that game and the personality of it so much. Uh, it, we we talked about it a lot last year, but it was like, it's just 
it's so goofy and weird and the art style is so good and the characters are so f- stupid and well animated and uh there's a lot of really dumb bad jokes and uh yeah it's it's more of that so if you liked mario rabbits kingdom battle uh there's another like seven hours of it that you can play I probably won't be. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very done with that game by the time I got to the end. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, I liked it, but the format yeah. just... It went on for a bit long for me. It, Yeah, the base game definitely went on for too long. With there, But yeah, I again, I, I still... I really hope they make a sequel, because I think they could make a really fantastic game if they build upon and learn from some of the failings of this game. Because it's a really strong game for what it is mm-hmm. uh, and it is still so weird that it exists mm-hmm. um, you know what else uh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what else is a, is, had no business being as solved of a game as it is um, is Darksiders 1 oh my god mm. he made Darksiders what <laughs> what <laughs> where are you playing Darksiders that's uh, a deep dark secret but uh, <laughs> now I'm a good chunk into Darksiders and, oh, uh, I like Dark what platform are you? What platform are you playing on? PlayStation Four. Okay, okay. I I defended uh, it the other day because Dark Siders yeah. uh, Three came up on in the Discord, and I I defended that that franchise. Yeah. Well, I, was, I I don't think you need to defend it. I think most would agree that played it that it was a solid yeah. two games. Like I was, tr- I was trying to figure out what segue hook I was going to go with of whether or not like good sequel would be good, like or whether or not it's like five to seven hours because kind of like around the amount I've played thus far, but like. I was trying to find my hook, and yeah, then I think was, you did all right. I, I think I think I got it. So we're keeping the it. It is a going. surprisingly solid game. It is. I a, only played like a, three hours of it, but and eventually bounced off of it. But yeah, it, it, it is was, a surprisingly yeah surprisingly very good game. That's well thought out, pretty well voice acted, mm. has a lot of like pretty good art, and uh, like yeah, fuck, they went for it. Like like it was it did Nordic, like they they've been on it the whole time. No, it was Vigil Games. It was a THQ oh, joint, Vigil. right? Yeah, it was a THQ joint. It was joint. Vigil, published by THQ, and then Nordic bought up the IP. Yeah. And I think most of the people, or enough of the key people that made Darksiders 1 and 2 are making 3. Yeah. Um, but it's under a different banner, and obviously with a, a lower budget, yeah. I would say. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like Vigil, man, they, they leaned into it big time. And I'm, I'm really impressed with, with uh, a lot of the systems and uh, the dungeon design. Yeah, the dungeons it, are surprisingly good. They get better yeah. as it goes on as well. Yeah, so it's sort of a Zelda-like, right? Yes, oh, it's a uh, Zelda-esque yes. yeah. beat 'em up thing. Yeah, the, yeah. Con- the combat satisfying, and it's yeah, it's it's a, it's like if Zelda and God of War got together. The linearness of God of War one through three yeah. got together with uh, with Zelda's dungeons. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about Darksiders three, and I. I I remember it being said when God of War came out, the new one. I was like, that sort of is the big budget Darksiders sequel that will never exist. Yeah, uh, which is so weird to say. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really impressed with with it. It uh, graphically doesn't really hold up quite as well as I'd like it to. Animations are really good. I'm mm. pretty surprised mm. at that, and it runs really well on PlayStation Four and playing the like the definitive edition or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean that game is eight and a half years old yeah you know, it's an yeah. eight and a half year old last gen game january 5th 2010 like fuck yeah. me that was mass effect 2 wasn't even out holy yeah, shit like, that was a long time ago and so yeah so i'm i'm pretty pleased with them having a great time with it cool do you think you'll play the sequel 
It, yeah, I bought. I picked up the sequel. I have intentions yeah. to play both of them. It's so. a very easygoing game. I've always found the Zelda formula to be really easygoing. I usually yeah. play a Zelda every year or so when I'm in a very specific mood for puzzle solving, but not like yeah. brain racking puzzle solving, like yeah. medium this to easy type stuff. Yeah, this is my like this is my linear game that I get to play. Like I know Gungeon kind of is a good chill game, but Darksiders is the game that I can just I have to go down a path and I get to go down the path and then the game ends yeah. and that's what <laughs> I want it to be. So yeah. That can be very good sometimes. Yeah, holy fuck! <laughs> like games now are just like yeah, you know, there are a lot of endless games out there. Yeah, like I try like I did play the first couple hours of like Fallout Four and I'm already oh overwhelmed. Yeah, like, yeah. I got back to Sanctuary well, with, with the Fallout gang, coming out. Like, yeah, whatever coming out this yeah. year. Also, they said the beta is in October, so it's it's just a network test. It's not a beta. Yeah. At and all. you get and you have to you have to fully pay pre-order, to pre-order the game. It, and yeah. that's, so yeah. I'm, I'm whatever. Out. But yeah, that's not surprising. I actually tried to get back I, I, into uh, Fallout Four, but me too. <laughs> could not do it on uh, my Xbox One, which is what the the, the place I bought Fallout 4 for some reason can't remember why but man I just can't go back to console shooting it just feels terrible yeah and I was last time we talked I was playing Resistance 3 right mm. on uh, oh yeah PS Now and I I've stopped um, because of that reason that we discussed recently mm. Joe where it's like that game seems real good and I, I if it was like 1080 60 or you know some sort of remaster I would 100% play it but 30 FPS first-person shooters, especially also through uh, PS Now, which has a little bit of extra input delay. Oh, right. Um, rough. Yeah. 30 FPS FP- first-person shooters are hard to go back to um, <sighs> after a few years now yeah. on PC at 60 or higher. Um, it's just so sluggish and so floaty and, like... Yeah. And I was at the point where... A little where... nauseating. <laughs> If I was going to play more Fallout 4, I would have to put more money into it because I was going to buy the expansions yeah. and I finished up something like the Automatron or whatever that first DLC was. Played like three hours or so. And I was just like, oh, no, I can't play another <laughs> 10 hours of this. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's rough. The only 30 FPS first-person shooter game I can go back to regularly on consoles is... Um, destiny one which i don't exactly go back to regularly but the few times i've revisited it i think you know i, I have a lot of time in that game so there's enough muscle memory where i'm just i can play it but yeah. everything else is like kind of intolerable i think i'm gonna keep new sad. vegas on my backlog uh, because playing stuff on the pc which you previously yeah. pl- played on the xbox is a nice step up i think last time i talked about replaying bioshock 2 or I forgot about talking about that. I don't know. I replayed Bioshock 2 like two months back. Yeah. And mm. it was just so refreshing to play that in like 1440p on a mouse and keyboard compared to my first time through playing on Xbox 360. And uh, yeah. if, I could, a long ways. if I could, if there was any tool to customize save files specifically to where exactly where, where I am mm. in Fallout 4, then maybe. But mm, for now, I'm going to pass. <laughs> Yeah, again, especially with a new game coming out very soon. Yeah. Which is yeah. not, it's not exactly offering the same thing, but it's going to be similar. Mm-hmm. And there'll be there'll be more motivation and more discovery. Like, I feel like uh, Fallout 4 has been... Over, like, it's a weird feeling. Played with a game that's, 4. Yeah, with a, with a game that's been... That's, with a game that's been out for this long, it there's yeah. a level of... Uh, 
overdoneness that I'm like, oh, I know everyone's already played this game. Like, there's yeah, gonna be nothing new to this discovery. F- f- so, like, uh, being out of the zeitgeist is really much. I I have a hard problem being outside I, I of the zeitgeist. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the reason I have difficulty playing older games. It's like. Who am I gonna? No one's. No one cares that I'm playing <laughs> yeah. this, and I don't have anyone to talk to about it. And it's like, Hell yeah. all right, I played through that. Uh, Absolutely. I'm definitely antisocial enough to kind of skip past that. Hold on. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what it is about but talking I, to people. I, something about new experience from a new game uh, is what I am thoroughly hooked on. I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying the discussion part of playing games. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, it's, no, yeah. It's the whole point of the podcast, I guess. It's just gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't even like. I I know I could have new experiences playing older things, and but it, it, that that itch lasts for like a month, and then I'm like, I just want to play new games, new real new games, not new old games. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of playing new new games, oh no. Uh, Joe, you got Joe, you don't have anything. I, I played uh, Nino Cooney too. Oh fuck! Piss! I thought All we right. talked about this shit. No, I haven't I even. We did as I haven't well. started it. Um, oh, you haven't started. Oh, you picked it up. You just haven't started. Oh no! But no, we fucking. T- who played it then? Because we talked about not this me. shit. I hadn't played it yet. I think we just. You said it was systems heavy, and I hadn't touched it. And now you have. I think we talked yes. about it in Discord chat, but not. Yeah, in maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I beat. I actually beat Nino Kuni shit. too. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What the fuck, man? It took me about fifty hours. <laughs> What the fuck? What the? Oh. What? Joe, when did you find 50 hours to play Nino Kuni in the like four weeks since we've talked about it? I beat it weeks what ago, the, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. You're a, a JRPG Terminator. And Fucking hell. I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> oh my god you played 50 hours of it okay look let me defend myself it's a really good podcast game okay there's not much talking and the combat how many is... podcasts do you have to listen to no, Holy infinite shit. infinite podcast <laughs> my game's fucking weird and i don't really like how it's designed it's like it's such a mess in my opinion and, and people really love it i don't know what the fuck was going on it starts with the president being nuked like the actual like American president being nuked, yeah. and then he just appears in this fantasy world. And I think the world <laughs> was the only reason I stuck around because it's so bizarre. There's like one city which does all its political and law and tax rules on a dice roll. There's one city which is banned love. Oh, and it has yeah. this really I move there. It, the the Studio Ghibli feel is still there and i like that yeah. weird alice in wonderland japanese stuff it's fucking trippy but the game is just really strange uh, i think i think you guys have seen some of it because ben said it looked system mm-hmm. heavies the top mm. down battle stuff completely pointless i don't know why that's in the game and it's not fun <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense it even goes against the whole context of the game you're you're a king and you're against war that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to unite the world. And then randomly mm-hmm. you have these side quests in this different format where you're just murdering everyone. <laughs> like they're not monsters. They're like armies and you're just slaughtering hundreds of them. And it's so strange and it doesn't connect to the game at all. So I don't know why it's in there. And then the castle building thing is basically just a skill tree. So if you want to level up something, you just build the thing and then you put someone in it and that's, that's it. So that's, it's, it looks system heavy, but it's really 
kind of shallow in a lot of areas. And hmm. the combat is really strange because blocking and diving is on the same button. You can only block if you're not moving. And this is a lot about the game which I've, I just found a bit messy. The game was so easy for 20 hours that I remember talking to Dawson about it on the Discord and saying it's so easy that don't bother. But then, like 10 hours later, it just, everyone's 10 levels above me and it's impossible. And it's incredibly hard. And I was like looking around, did I miss a chunk of the game? Why am I so underleveled? I'm doing side quests, I'm killing random mobs, and I'm just I'm so far underleveled. And there was just a lot about the game which I did not like. But the base combat and exploration was so podcast friendly and mostly casual that there was just there's just nothing out. Well, yeah, that's there's true. just nothing yeah. out, it's, and it, I just it felt good playing land. a PS4 game with a controller. And I just played through it. I just like I'm I'm thirty hours. Fucking gave it a go. I just fucking gave her a go. I just gonna play through Octopath Traveler next in the next like three days. No, no, no. Jesus Christ! I I might play that yet. That doesn't sound very good. That game. I don't know. People. No, it looks a bit grindy for me. And there wasn't Uh, that donkey video. Very much said no. You should. I should never ever. I think that's why I played all the way to the end of Nino Kuni Two, and maybe why I was underleveled because I just skipped the grinding stuff. Wasn't interesting and just Ah. going in circles fighting enemies. I just did side quests, and most of them had like interesting dialogue with weird kooky characters, which I I like Studio Mm. Ghibli stuff. Even though I've done a terrible job of watching the the library of stuff they've done, I just liked the worlds. And I, I this is there was just nothing out. I just played it. Fuck you, fair. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I uh, That's I did not I did not rate it. Didn't like it. Wow. Even though I played 50 I would never hours. Play fifty hours of a game I wasn't liking. I mean, it, it just it, it's, it's hard it's hard to put into words. It, but it played fine. I know what and you, I like the world. The summer liaise or whatever. It was the, just like summer quiet times. Yeah, it was just the system heavy stuff. Just didn't add yeah. anything. It was just it was weird. But I liked it. It was weird. Still don't understand. It had so many weird tonal clashes as well. I don't know. It's a strange game. <laughs> Fucking weird. There's also a Twitter feed for the... Ho- oh, my God. It's so weird. What? Oof. Yeah, there's like... There's a Twitter feed for the population of people like tweeting pictures. And it's so weird. <laughs> it's so it's weird. Like a South Park game or something? Like <laughs> I don't know, man. People loved it. It got great reviews. I just... I thought I liked JRPGs enough. I think enough. it was because it was really improved from the first game. I think turns out I'm not that into JRPGs. I just like I don't the be- really I don't believe you. Westernized, polished ones like Persona and Final Fantasy <laughs> f- 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 Fifteen. I like the shiny ones that are aimed at a Western audience, but I, this was That's this fair. was really Japanese. I could not quite connect with it. Well, I'm about to beat it. Because I'm a psycho. Good for you. I beat a game as well. Ooh, what did you beat? Uh, Ratchet and Clank Future, A Crack in Time. Oh, oh wow. Uh, finally! I bought that game in like 2011 and started it at least two times in the last eight, seven years. Yeah, I, I played remember. played through like ch- chunk, a couple hours of that game and then I don't know, I always got distracted with something. I don't know. I don't know what pulled me away, but... Um, that game is really good. It's so good. I don't want to blow anyone's mind here, but like, yeah. that game is really good. Um, it's interesting. I'm gonna bring up the the meme, the meme that I created that that I know doesn't bother you guys. Well, maybe it does. It bothers me, but what the 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 2016 Ratchet and Clank <clears throat> is the only Ratchet and Clank game I played prior to this, and um, I stand by saying that it is 
primarily a shooter. Okay. Shut up and listen for a second because that is my only exposure to Ratchet and Clank. Mm -hmm. And 80% of what you do in that game is shoot. There's very little platforming. There's no puzzles. There's very little going on in that game. Which is all made much more apparent after playing Ratchet and Clank, which is not a shooter. Okay. It's like, so I understand what, you know, you guys who have played more of them have this bigger uh, viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now playing Ratchet and Clank Future, Kraken Time, it's like, okay, this is a platform. There is a lot of platforming, there is a lot of puzzle solving uh, and collectibles. And, you know, yes, there's shooting, but like, the platforming definitely feels like the main thing you do in that game because there are um, all these side planets that you can fly to and land on and those are all platforming like mini dungeons basically where you get an upgrade point at the end of and there are probably like 30 of them in the game or 50, 20 30 of them um you know so having playing a crack in time made me realize um how kind of sad and boring and basic the new Ratchet and Clank is in comparison yeah. to the other games. It's, it's a very good, very enjoyable, comfy game, but it's very, not a lot going on. Uh, yeah, it's very... Uh, even I could kind of feel that. Yeah, nothing which makes felt, sense. Nothing, nothing really stuck. Like, everything was like, oh, this is cute, and then mm-hmm. it was kind of, boop, 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 next thing. Like, which makes sense, because it's a, it's a, you know, sort of remake of the original game. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. But yeah, playing... Crack in Time really made me excited for what I would imagine will come eventually, which is another full proper Ratchet game because there's so much going on in Ratchet in Crack in Time. You know, there's like the the space stuff. You can you have a full blown like space like ship flying mini game mm-hmm. uh, or you know portion of the game, and there's side quests and side content and like I said, mini dungeons and all these little moon puzzles that you can land on and do. You can go back and you know get better upgrades and kill this like a higher tier boss and yeah. there's combat dungeons and the story uh, the story and writing stuff is so much better in in this game mm-hmm. than the 2016 game which the 2016 game the story stuff is taking from the movie which the movie was apparently just terrible so yeah, i understand why it wasn't good in the game is because it's literally clips from the movie most of the time um Whereas this, it's like, all right, this is Insomniac, you know, writing the way they want to write. And it's so funny and adorable. Like, it's like the ultimate, you know, Saturday morning fun cartoon goofiness. <laughs> yeah. And it's just got such a good, silly sense of humor and fun throughout the whole thing. Um, and yeah, it was it was very good. I, I yeah. very, very much enjoyed it. I remember um, those puzzles and, yeah. getting really surprisingly complex near the end. Oh yeah, the the time puzzles yeah. are really good, where you have multiple versions of yourself like playing out on a timeline. They, yeah, it's, the last few were like a good fifteen minutes or so to solve. Mm. Um, there's an um, official, and, not an official, but there's a long portal mod which uses the exact same uh, right. concept, which I will eventually play because that sounds really good. It's a, it's a fun format of puzzle. Yeah, they're sort of just like tacked on, like they're not really, maybe the most like organically integrated into the game right. you know um but that's okay because they're still enjoyable and uh yeah it was great and it just it really made me want a good current gen or next gen yes, ratcheting clanking on. where they're like you know firing on all cylinders and not just doing like a, a basic remake of an old game in in a short period of yeah time. that's what and, my uh, e3 disappointments 
Well, I mean, they have to put out Spider-Man first, you know. I know, mm. but the Spider-Man's out in like a month, just like a little tease, little tease of a ratchet. Just let me know it's yeah. coming up. I'm sure it will be. Like I said, you know, in Discord a couple weeks ago, like that 2016 game was their best-selling ratchet game. Yeah. And they made it in like six months with like 20 people. Like it was a very yeah. small project. It came for out them. the same day so, as uh, Dark Souls 3 as well, and it, it sold well. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I have to imagine they'll they'll revisit it. Um, and that's exciting because, yeah, when they're making like a full-blown sequel after... And, uh, you know, Kraken Time was like, the, what, the sixth Ratchet game that they made or something by that point. So they yeah. had really figured it out. Um, and, Six or five. Yeah, it, it, it really is a... Is a pretty astonishing contrast to the 2016 game like the 26 i mean it was only 40 bucks as well like mm-hmm. the 2016 game so uh but yeah i would play the hell out of a new ratchet it was a little it's a little rough at times um there's like a couple of things with the camera and the controls that are a little janky because you know it's a eight-year-old ps3 game and those are sort of exasperated a touch at times by ps now slight input delay but mm-hmm. It was 60 FPS, so it was pretty easy to go back nice. to and play. And um, lots of good art. You know, it's obviously sort of ugly because it's an old game. But, uh, yeah, very good, very enjoyable. Uh, ah. Very pleased with it. Ah. And, yeah, that, I'm happy about uh, that. That is sort of my explanation also to the whole Ratchet is a shooter thing. Okay. Uh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the redemption. <laughs> I still think it's – I think we're both valid. We're both right. There's a lot of shooting in the, in the first one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have one more game, um, but I don't know if Joe or Ben, if you wanna, if you wanna talk about something else. No, I've got like lots of tiny things. I probably won't bring up, like you know, stuff yeah. I've been doing on the stream, like Slime Rancher and Hot Lava. The only thing I think that I will be talking about in the future is I have started Yakuza Zero. I oh, yeah. am not very far into it, but I just got really strange urge to get back into that game. I kind of thought I was done. I played for. Wait, 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 which one did I play? I played three on the PS3, and I was like, I've seen Yakuza, I get it, yeah, and I don't think I'm going to come back. But I I don't know, I, I think I wandered into like a random Twitch stream, and I was like, actually, I'm in the mood for something like this. A random beat-up with some strange Japanese mafia drama and random odd side quest stuff. I was just really in the mood for it, and I, I think I'm like two hours, maybe oh, okay, yeah. three hours. Have you, met, like the, have you gotten to Ma- Majima, Majima, Majima yet? Yes, I did like the the opening boss fight. Yeah, which is quite long. Yeah, so I've done the opening, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna push push yeah. through that across the next couple of weeks. I think the only thing that stopped me from playing that game was just I just for whatever reason don't feel like reading i just wish it wasn't all in japanese um, i kind of like or, it. or or if i i wish i like I, I you know i've watched a lot of foreign movies i have no problem with reading subtitles but there's something about like i just sort of want to relax a little bit and not have to sort of like squint at the tv and keep up with their subtitles and because i should really just what i should do is just find a uh all the cutscenes on YouTube and watch those because <laughs> no. the cutscenes are so fucking good in that game. Yeah. Oh my god, they're incredible. Uh, it's just, and it's I just got a, really, just like a the, great tone as well. 
Oh god, it's so weird. Did you meet Mr. Shakedown? Yes, Mr. Shakedown is oh, horrifying. Yeah. Mr. Shakedown is horrifying. <laughs> I have seen that. <laughs> or the underwear guy that teaches you things. Have you oh, met I him don't yet? He's a... think. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. I'm... He's a weirdo. It was. I don't know. There was that... some. I think the way the franchise is going mm. has lured me back in because Yakuza was always this strange Japanese genre that you had to like almost go out of your way to find. And it's really coming yeah. into the spotlight. They're putting a lot of work into remastering all the ones that I missed. And I just, I think I just want to be on the ship. I, I want to jump onto Zero. I'll probably get through Kiwami 1 and 2 across the year probably quite slowly, and just be ready for whatever comes next. Because the idea of a, a long Japanese mafia drama franchise just sounds unique <laughs> and fun, and I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Zero definitely took off big time mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I think they just found the right balance or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think also I one of the other reasons I bounced off was, like, in the three hours that I played, like, the combat was just so uninteresting to me but I, I you know that's maybe not surprising I don't like I'm not a huge melee combat yeah fan, it's quite so. generic but it's got the satisfying takedowns which keep it yes those are fun yeah but the, the just the general personality and writing of that game mm -hmm. is incredible yeah yeah amazing I might still go back to it one day it'll be the Ratchet and Clank uh, my new Ratchet and Clank it'll be one of those games that I go back to yeah and, and finish I'll finish it in 2026 mm -hmm. uh, it'll be a good year yeah should I talk about my secret my secret game? Yes. What is your secret game? All right. I I really don't know how it ended up on my wish list. Um, I think it might have been because I was looking at like, are there any Lovecraft like Cthulhu monster horror games? The hell? Or in any sort of Lovecraftian mm -hmm. yeah, stuff in games? And I think that's how it ended up on my wish list. I'm Dante's Inferno. Sure. Nope. That's that's a Dante's Inferno. That's not Dante. not really Lovecraft at all. Dun, uh, Dun. That's okay. Um, this is a game that came out in 2013 okay. on Xbox Live and PSN two weeks before current gen launched. Okay. Okay, don't tell. Okay. Hmm. No, it was yeah. October 25th, 2013. We're talking like literal days before the last gen was made obsolete. Mm. It launched as downloadable as a downloadable game on those two, and then it was and it was on Steam as well at, in uh, about the same time. Okay. Okay. It's called. Mag Runner Dark Pulse, which is a fucking terrible name Jesus, for a video game. What the hell is what this? The hell? It's made by Frogwares, who make the Sherlock Holmes games. Oh, oh, okay, okay, and it's a puzzle game like Portal. Oh yeah, okay. With but the the oh, core puzzle okay. mechanic are magnets. It's mag ma magneticism. Magnetism. How do they work? <laughs> and not very well it turns out um and then about like an hour or two into the game it turns out there's a giant like cthulhu cult and you're summoning cthulhu at, or Su he's been summoned and it's like you know a cosmic entity yeah i see the, the last, like, i see the boy yeah the screenshots on steam sort of spoil that uh that, yeah. that turn okay so um this game is terrible um <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of loved it. I did not finish it. It was it's you can see on the price full price $11. I think yeah. I paid $1.39 for it mm. on the Steam sale. It might have been $2 or something, so it was very worth it. I'm not going to finish it though. I played about 4 hours. The first hour is great. The puzzles are like, okay, this is interesting. If you ignore the fact that they get magnetism wrong, they have for whatever reason they decided that the same colors attract and that opposites mm. repel, oh, which is God. not how magnets work. Um whatever that's 
I mean, that's a bit of a, you know, third grade science mistake. Maybe it was a playability thing. It doesn't matter. Um, so that the first hour, you're like, all right, these puzzles are kind of interesting. <laughs> and the story starts happening um, where you're doing puzzles and people are yelling at you on the radio that some horrible shit is happening in the in the testing facility. And the voice acting is so bad and the writing is so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was just hilarious. I was just laughing at it every time because it thinks they. Th- I think the game thinks that you don't know what's happening, um, and it, and they spend like two and a half hours or more teasing out this like cult and Lovecraft horror Cthulhu thing. Even though like three minutes after they start teasing it, you're like, okay, I get it. Um, mm. And then the puzzles turn to complete garbage. Which is a real shame. If the puzzles had been better, I would have played through the whole thing. Um, obviously, puzzle designs are very hard. Um, and you're very, very much ripping off of Portal. Which is Portal 1 and 2. Some of the best puzzle games ever. Best games ever. Period. Um, because they are designed perfectly, right? Every puzzle you come into and you're like, I don't... I don't. What am I... Mi- what, how do I solve... Oh, I get it. And then you solve it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great you know, revelation every time. Mm. Their solution for tricky puzzle mechanics are let's hide the missing thing you need. Like, I need this box. Let's hide it in a fucking tiny corner that you could miss if you don't crawl through every square inch of the environment. Oh, no. oh hell yeah. It's not a puzzle when you're hiding the thing you need to solve it. Yeah. Like, where it's like, they don't explain. There's one where you have to shoot a mirror and it'll... It, you, so you, it's like Portal where you shoot the... Um, left or right click and it magnetizes you know north or south mm-hmm. magnet magnet onto the thing there's one where you have to like shoot a mirror and there's a sign that's like it's sort of vaguely hinting you need to shoot the mirror but the mirror is like up in the upper right corner of the ceiling and you can't even see it if unless you look straight up or like this little brick you know your little box your companion cube is hidden in a tiny little crack in the floor that you wouldn't even notice if you fully explored the environment. And so that got super frustrating because I had to literally start opening walkthroughs and being like, where, like, how do I solve this puzzle? And um, and then it got the last level I played, which is where I gave up. They spawned an enemy in. Okay. And, and it was like a Cthulhu enemy chasing you around with like some of the worst animation I've ever seen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and... It's just wobbling towards you, and you have to try and kill it. And if you don't kill it fast enough, then it kills you, and you have to like restart the whole puzzle. And I was just like, no, this game just got too too bad for me to complete. I can't do it. Um, and it's it's sort of a bummer because the first hour or hour and a half, I was like super into it. I was like, yeah, this is some good dumb like real B movie trash with like some okay gameplay. And, yeah. uh, and the gameplay just deteriorated and deteriorated and the story just kept going like we hadn't figured it out 90 minutes ago and the voice acting and everything it, yeah it was the puzzle stuff that eventually just made me go no fuck this um, the very positive from the 222 people on Steam are being generous um, there's something up with the puzzle genre where it, it just can't seem to get past you holding some sort of scientific weapon that does something I remember Which playing the Turing cube? test. I remember the Talos oh, the principle. Yeah. Uh, I just played through mm-hmm. like a really long Portal 2 mod called <laughs> Mel's Story or something. I started that, by the way. And it's, it's, um, it's good, but there's just something about what Valve can do where 
as much as I enjoyed Portal stories because I like Portal and they're yeah. really challenging um, tests as the mod goes on. I just, ever since, there's been nothing since The Witness that has done anything interesting and there's got to be more to puzzles than you yeah. holding some scientific weapon that does different things. Well, and like, I think that that, that sort of cl- or uh, crutch is, is fine if the puzzles are well made. Um, like, I think a magnet gun, you know, that magnetizes things is a neat idea mm-hmm. for a puzzle game. Um, but the puzzles are just terrible. Like, yeah, you know, the reason Portal succeeded so much, I think, is because, I mean, it's a lot of things, but, like, the puzzle design is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, that's not easy to get right, obviously. Uh, I think that's... You know, they spent years yeah, making that. I think that's why I've enjoyed um, the weird engineering stuff I've been in for streams, the bridge, the bridge games yeah. and the Besiege, because yeah. they are a form of puzzles, physics puzzles, oh, sure, yeah. and there just hasn't really been anything that interesting well, in the genre and i love puzzle games absolutely love them. Trial, tri- trial and error is really fun too yeah like yeah oh and i thought you were gonna say trials which i would call a puzzle as well yeah, puzzle yeah. Game, to an extent um Bad. yeah it's a shame because like i think the idea of making like a sort of spooky horror puzzle game that like the first hour or not even the first hour the first half hour it, it looks like portal like it's got this uber clean really genuinely nice looking game um, really bright colors, really good, like plasticky look to everything. You're like, yeah, this is cool. And then the idea of like taking the the bit in Portal One where you discover the uh, Rat Man hole in the wall, mm. you know, and turning like taking that to its ex- its most extreme of the crack in the wall is now a uh, you know Lovecraftian horror game in your puzzle game, right? Like that's a, I yeah. think that's a great idea. That's a cool idea. Um, it's just be as fuck like b grade <laughs> like it's almost worth kind of playing like for the three dollars like again it was two or three bucks mm-hmm. um and so i think it was kind of worth the price of admission because i did have some good laughs at how bad some of the voice acting was and and kind of enjoyed moments of the puzzle there's a bit where you like get teleported into like some sort of you're in space basically and you're doing the puzzles in space and you have like you're in sort of a contained atmosphere and there's like a space lightning flash way in the distance and you can see the Cthulhu monster, you know, taking up like the entire screen for a half second. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But then they spawned the fucking enemy in and he's wobbling. He looks like, <laughs> it looks like, you know, that gift from uh, Aliens Colonial Marines of the blind alien that's like really horribly like jankily walking yes. towards yes. the player. That's what it looked uh, like. Yes. Um, Man, this is, so yeah, this is, it was. This is just what happens when no games come out, you know? Ben yes. plays Dark I'm playing a five-year-old fucking game no, no one's ever heard. Jameson of plays it. old games. I play JRPGs for way too long, even though I don't like them. Just weird shit happens. It's not me. even August yet, guys. What are we I gonna don't do next? Know. For the next month? I want some gams. Will <sighs> uh, be an interesting next podcast because it will probably be exactly the same. Us playing weird stuff in our backlog. I guess I don't even know what I'm going to play anymore. I, I've started. Uh, re- I replayed some things. Okay. I will say, like I, I after the mildly trauma traumatizing experience with Mag Runner Dark Pulse, which <laughs> is just I can't get over that fucking name. I was like, okay, I need some good puzzle games in my life, so I played through Portal One and Two story. Okay, cool. Um, I had forgotten how short Portal One is yes. when you like two hours. It, oh, it yeah. helps that like I have a good memory for for games, yeah. um, so I could sort of vaguely remember the solution to every puzzle in both of those games. Believe it or not, um, 
I that can, game is 60 minutes. Yeah, I can beat Portal 1 in 38 minutes. Mm, yeah, speed run, I, boy. I, I, I believe that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I hadn't played it for like five or six years probably, and it was 65 minutes from start to finish. And I think I, you know, maybe did the dishes in the middle of that. Like, it was so fast. <laughs> yeah, I remember being really um, disappointed when I got the orange box because I was just, as soon as I started enjoying Portal, it ended. And I was like, no! Yes, yeah. Yeah, like when you start it, you know, it says um, test one of 19. I'm like, there's not only 19 puzzles in this game. Yeah. There are. There are only 19 and uh, and then the final GLaDOS encounter. And um, I mean, that game is still like super tight, mm -hmm. um, well-made, well-designed, but it really is a very tiny little game. Yeah. I'd sort of forgotten. I thought it was like three hours, but no, it's barely an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and then I played through Portal 2's campaign, which I sort of have done like once every two years or so since yeah. it came out. Because that game is just... That, that that only took me three and a half hours to play through that thing. Um, oh, again, though, I know the puzzle solutions, you know, yeah. or I have some latent, like, lingering memory of them. So it's quick to get through them. And, and it helps that I played a lot of Portal. Like, you and I have done a lot of Portal 2 co-op, Joe. Like, you know, I the general uh, yeah. Portal mechanics well, uh, well, well hammered into the brain. I think I, yeah. I crave Portal every two months or so. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. God, I love um, that game. That's why I played for the the Portal Stories Mail, which is good. It's yeah. like Portal 2, but I, harder. I'll probably get to that. I started that and was so annoyed with the guy, the yeah. voice acting at the beginning. God, it's annoying. Um, Portal 2, I don't know if you, you've... This might be a bit crazy, but, like, that game is fucking unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, like, fuck... It's it's flawless. Yeah. Like, from start to finish. It's a masterpiece. Everything about it is... It's so perfectly well made. And so I went directly from that to the Mel Stories thing. Yeah. And, and that starts... It's Cave Johnson, or a guy pretending to be mm -hmm. Cave Johnson, doing a very poor J.K. Simmons impersonation. Yeah. Um, Eventually, I don't know if you got to that point, he unveils that no. he was just doing an accent of Cave Johnson and he's actually a different person. Oh. Okay, that's mildly acceptable. But it goes um. on for too long. I, I think I muted the game and just, again, podcasted over it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be doing that when I return to it. Because, yeah. yeah, I played through... There's like It was like 10 full minutes of him just talking... And you just sitting on a on a train like the beginning of Half Life Two. Yeah, he tries, just, bless him, to do some story stuff, and it's really not great, even towards it, the it end. It really exemplified what makes Portal storytelling and and general design so good. It's like here's a guy like I'm sure the the puzzles are probably yeah, good, but like well designed. He doesn't understand like the there's no downtime in Portal One or Two. Like there's no wasted time where you're sitting on a car listening to someone for. T you know 10 straight minutes and just the writing like you know portal portal humor is very good about like knowing when to stop mm -hmm. and just be funny like that way where it's like uh you know it's been three days since an accident like when cave johnson in portal 2 says like something like that you have jk simmons come out and very commonly say it's been only three days since there was an accident and then that's the end of the joke and you're like three days is not very long that's a little alarming yeah in this, he's like, it's only been three days. And then he goes, uh, oh, uh, I mean, three minutes. And it's like, no, dude, that is that is like 100% not funny at all. When you, like, <laughs> no comedic When you timing. make it even shorter. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it was just, it was interesting to play it right after Portal 2. <laughs> like, wow, this really highlights the, like, trillion, the trillion little things that a good game does right that you don't notice yeah. that make it a good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'll probably replay some other things. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be an interesting next podcast. But it'll probably be similar. Just mm-hmm. random mishmash of games that none of us expected the other people to be playing. It's kind of interesting, though. Yeah. There were some surprises yeah. today. I mean, this is how summer has been a lot of, for so many years, right, mm. with games. You know, it's just sort of... It's a, it's, mis- it's, it's a missed market opportunity, though. It really, I completely up. agree. I, I Maybe kids are all out playing sports in real life and no one wants to risk launching a game but like no, i don't understand that well like all. if kids are if kids are finding the time to sit in and play fortnite in 2018 during the summer yeah. like like i don't know like I that's why there was um there was a date in metro exodus the trailer from last year where it said august 8th and i was like fuck that's a perfect time to launch that game yeah. like quiet august you know yeah. uh, but now it's February 22nd with every other game. We wouldn't have gotten three Batman Arkham games if they didn't put it out in, like, fucking March. Like, Yeah, I think um, the first Arkham Asylum was an early August release. Yeah, it was um, it, it was a great... Which is a perfect lull. time for that game, yeah. Yep. I mean, even a late June release, like The Last of Us, was, uh, you know, early June, mid-June. Um, Absolutely. Just put... Some, like, it's... The last big game release that I played was God of War. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, at the end four, of April, and that was, so yeah, that, that, that was four twenty. Blaze it. So I mean, like mm-hmm. we haven't really had anything since since the, the yeah three months without a new game. Yeah. How am I supposed to live? <laughs> <laughs> and no. there's still another like month and a, a month and a bit until new. Oh. I know. As we try, as we try and survive by dipping into the, I should get into Fortnite. Fortnite's dying. Yeah. Uh, as we uh, try and survive and dip our hands into the ethereal portals of time to find old, forgotten, long lost games to somehow make each day a little bit brighter. <laughs> uh, we thank you for accompanying us along this desperate journey that we call the gaming what life we, what do we oh i thought you were gonna say what's the name of this podcast again i don't, <laughs> I don't uh, no it's been so long um th- thank you for much th- thank you for much uh thank you so much thank for, you for much listening good goodbye i love <laughs> good you did i love podcasts thank you for listens listener good listeners good <laughs> Uh, so uh, th- thank you for, for making it this far uh, make sure you follow us across our various social media twitter at defend the house or uh, we also have a discord discord.gg slash defend the house which and I, we might we, I, we might do a facebook separate yeah, discord I don't know I might we'll clean up and make a facebook specific discord because yeah. they don't really collide the communities at the moment and if you're unfamiliar uh, you can uh, you can go to gfuel.com uh, check out all of their uh, delicious products and uh, use discount code DTH for 10% off uh, your entire order and every order uh, as long as you know there aren't any code restrictions on at the time but yeah save 10% off uh, your order at gfuel.com using discount code DTH three letters so simple to save 10% off your order at gfuel.com so easy um, I guess yeah, that's it we'll be back uh, Fuck, I don't know if we survive. We'll be back in yeah. a month, I guess. God. 
What am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to like watch movies or something. Yeah, that's what I've been. That hasn't been going well. That's, oh, let me tell you. That's what I've been doing. And it, yeah, it's been a strange ride so far. I watched three video game movies in the last week. I watched Rampage, the first half of Tomb Raider, and Ready Player One. And they were all... <laughs> you know what? Rampage, it was... It was, it was it was okay. I'm actually was excited to watch that. Pretty stupid. I like how um, stupid. Dwayne Johnson has made his own sub-genre of movies, which yep. I'm just calling Dwayne Johnson movies. And I oh, cannot yeah. watch or watch Rampage and the Skyscraper movie. Skyscraper looks great. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the same goddamn... Andrew Jeffrey Mont- Dean Morgan is doing a pretty good... Having a, a pretty good time in Rampage. He is doing a dumb cowboy accent um, and having a blast. And yeah, that movie was pretty stupid. Um I can't wait. I, I, yeah, it did okay. the job. Let's just talk about movies uh, next time. That's content. We, we yeah, well, you're right. About, that know. wouldn't be a bad thing. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll find. Fuck video games. We'll find a way to pad the time. Uh, next time, uh, if there's any words of wisdom I can leave you fine folks with, it's a fanboy knows a hater. Uh, fuck. Fuck. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ben, uh, and for Joe and James, and thank you so much for joining us uh, here at the Defend the House podcast, and we will see you probably real soon. Later.